Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. We are two everyday women who have survived, thrived, been defeated, humbled, and spent our lives committed to embracing all complexities of being a woman. This podcast is dedicated to all women, all women searching for real conversations. We are going to be exploring everything from sexuality, aging, menopause, physical and mental health, spirituality, marriage, divorce, and blended families. Everything is on the table, except politics. Every episode will be committed to engaging conversations that will include interviews with influential women, leaders, healers, authors, and good friends. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast. I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. So today we are sitting down with Pam Barsh. She's an author, speaker, intuitive healer, and a medium. And she likes to reference her medium as messengers, uh, as a messenger of love. And so we really wanted to sit down with Pam and talk about the work that she's doing and have her just kind of introduce to us what that looks like when it comes to mediumship and just share with us how she helps people maybe feel unstuck or uh, unsure of their past life, or just even curious about spirit guides and angels. So Pam, we're so excited to have you here. And both, you know, Deanna and I felt super um, comfortable with you as a medium because you just kind of nailed so many awesome points with me personally, and just us as as partners in our podcast. And so thank you for that experience. Um, but before we dive into some questions, we were hoping that maybe you could just share with us uh, when you realized you had the gift and how this journey started for you. Well, I think it's possible that I always had the gift, if you will, but it was a little hidden. Um, I always had this intuitive feeling about things and I would just tell people random pieces of advice that I thought I was helping them and I didn't realize where it was coming from. So I did that for many years, but I didn't tap into it as much as I could have at that time. And then when I got sick a few years ago, I was at a point where I was so ill that I couldn't do normal things. So I was bedridden. I, you know, couldn't walk. I couldn't take care of myself very well. I, you know, everything just kind of shut down for me. And so during that time, it's like a big point of reflection and awakening. Like you really look at your life and what's important and what you've done and what do you want to do? And then how can I heal? So a lot of my focus was how can I heal? Because there's got to be a way that I can get out of this. I mean, there was two options. It's either stay that way and, you know, just keep feeling sorry for myself and, you know, stay in the bed forever and be in that state. Or can I see myself differently and go a different path? Can I heal completely? So this is a big challenge for me because I had spent years not feeling well. So it's hard to switch your mind around when you've been like that for so long, you see yourself a certain way. And during that time of healing, that's when I tapped into angelic healing energy. I began to sense angels around me talking to me. I tapped into spirits as well. That began, began to be another part of it. And then it just expanded. I I think I just went with it. I think for me, the reason why that happened is because I didn't have another choice. It was either that or 
stay the way I was. Like those were my connectors, my lifelines to healing. So since I wasn't being able to find, I couldn't find a way for healing in the regular physical world, there was no explanation for a lot of the things that were happening to me. It was more of a spiritual, emotional journey, I think. And so that helped me to understand how do we balance our energy? How do I connect to this higher source of light? How do I use meditation to like really calm my nervous system down and just kind of reset it and get started all over again in my life? And also it's like seeing yourself differently, seeing yourself as a soul and who am I? And I really ask myself that a lot. Who am I? And I would get really puzzled by that question. It's so funny to think about because I only saw myself as, you know, I was a mom. I was in certain jobs at the time. So I was that, you know, all these different things. But I was like, well, what if I wasn't any of those titles? What if I wasn't in this body, you know, then who am I? And it was, it was, it was a very humbling experience to really feel myself that way, just as a light energy and nothing else, just love, you know, that's how I describe it is love energy. So that's when I first started is just going through that healing process, open me up to be able to connect to angels and trust in it because that's what I had in front of me. And so everybody can do that. That's just something that kind of pushed me a little farther and quicker into it. I, some other people may in their lives do it a little, you know, gradual shift into it. But for me, because this is my calling, I was like pushed forward faster so I could go and share messages with people. So when you say that you were connecting to your angels, mm -hmm. how did you know this? And what did that, what did that look like? So if I'm someone who has never really been open to the spiritual world in that, at that place that you're talking about how do you know you're connecting with your angels that's a good question for me it began to be hearing them have conversations with me so it was a little different not everybody gets it the same like that so for some people they might get repetitive numbers so they might see 111 222 things like that they might hear songs that give them messages little lines and so if you listen to the lyrics just on that one part of the song you hear, that's a message from your angels, your spirit guides trying to come in. You might get another symbol, like sometimes people get butterflies or dragonflies or something like that. Um, you can also get those uh, messages from spirits that are on the other side that wanna communicate to you as well. But for me, it was more of hearing, which is interesting because here I was not doing this at all. And that was the first sense that came to me. So imagine how weird that would be that you don't hear one day and then the next day you're hearing angels talk to you. So I did have to question myself a little bit at first, just kind of trying to figure out, decipher, you know, what is this exactly? Um, but I also did see them too. There was a little bit of a light that I could see. And so when I was able to visualize that, that really helped me to hold on to it and know that it was real. And then it just became more and more. They would just kind of come in and have loving messages with me. And I would notice in my ears, like I could hear it more on one side than the other. So one side might be, okay, I can hear the angels on this side. The other side, I can hear spirits more. And then spirits became, they came in more after that. It's, I had to get used to it, kind of attune my energy to it and kind of welcome them in and let them come into my energy field. So I could feel them around me. I could feel them healing me at times. And I had this very interesting image of them healing me at one point in time. I remember I was having trouble with my heart 
and it kept like I was having this fluttering feeling and just like something was shutting down and I didn't feel well. And I remember they came in and they said they were mending my heart and I saw like these golden threads that they were weaving back together in my heart space. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I was like, wow, this, and it felt like they were there. Like I felt like the energy was there. I felt like I was I feeling the energy moving. So I was just amazed, you know, at all this. I had never really investigated angels before. I hadn't really, I hadn't tapped into spiritual things before. I wasn't doing meditations prior to this. Like my life was entirely something different. So it, it really changed a lot in me because I had no idea that there was all of this out there and that I could really visualize and feel it and sense all of this energy. So Pam, when you, so you discovered that for yourself, when did you discover you could bring that to other people? Yeah, it took me a little bit of time. It took me about a year before I started to do that. So I do suggest that if somebody is starting out to heal themselves or if they are interested in doing it and, you know, working with other people as a practitioner to take time to get to be comfortable with trusting it for yourself first. So for me, I did it for about a year with myself. I did a whole healing journey, a lot of meditations. I, I did a lot of time, spent a lot of time going outside, writing, journaling. Um, I used other practices too. I learned other energy healing techniques. Um, and then I learned a lot, a lot about the chakras and crystals. And as I did that, I began to pull cards as well, like angel reading cards and affirmation cards. And when I would do that, I would kind of see, oh, well, what is the message for me today? What will uplift me and help me like get into a different mindset? And so as, as I was doing that, I was getting comfortable with the idea of how do I intuitively tune into something that's the answer, right? And then they began to talk to me about, we want you to do this today to make yourself feel better. Like go eat this food or try this activity instead to see if this might heal you. And so I would just listen to it. And then after that happened for about a year, I began to do readings for people with just using cards at first, because that was where I was most comfortable. And then it just kind of progressed. And I realized once I started doing it, it was only like a few times that I did the readings with the cards that it just took off into a whole different direction. I started to channel messages. I was seeing auras. I began to learn more about hypnosis and Reiki and all these different things. So it just, one thing just led to the next thing. I just kept finding other things I was interested in. And every time a client would come to me, I would see something else I need to learn. And it's, they were showing me either where I needed to heal still a little bit more or where I needed to take the next step to learn another part of what was going to be on my path. Oh, wow. So I know with um, mediums, it's different. You have mm -hmm. the, you know, you mentioned the audi audible mm -hmm. or um, what or visual, what are the, what are all the elements that you can receive the messages and where do you find you're receiving them the most? Well, for me, it's really an integration of all of them. And I think we all have every single one of the senses, but we may focus on one more than the other because that's our go-to. So for me, I have clairaudience, which is hearing, and I have um, claircognizance to, to an extent, it's knowing. So sometimes that comes in as well. And then I have clairsentience, which is feeling. And then I have clairvoyance, which is seeing. So those are the main ones. There's a few other senses that you have in there too. Sometimes people taste 
things with, with energy as well. But I feel like for me, my strongest two are clairvoyance and clairaudience when I'm doing a reading. I tend to see symbols or images of spirits. I will hear them talking to me. I do feel the energy as well, though, in different places when I'm going to different environments, but I feel like when I'm doing the readings, that's where I tap into the most. So if you want to learn how to do that, you just kind of start with the one that you feel like you want to grow more. So that's what they did with me, is they said, okay, well, now that you've learned clairaudience and you can hear us, now we want you to focus on clairvoyance. So I get images come to me when I was meditating and they, so they would say to me, what does that mean? How do you interpret that? And so that would help me to understand because it'd be the weirdest images, you know, it could be like somebody picking up shells on a beach or, you know, like taking the trash out or anything. It could be literally anything and it would mean something. Or they showed me a food, like to eat the food, they would show me eating it. So then I would know, okay, I need to go eat that food. But it's just over time. I just kind of got used to what those symbols mean. And if you talk to other mediums, they'll say that they have kind of like a vocabulary with spirits where they tap into that symbol means, okay, that person is, you know, in a relationship or they, they, they need healing or whatever. And so you'll get different images like that to connect to them. Oh, wow. Pam, I have a question. Do you believe that all of us have some some sense we just it's whether we're open to it or not yeah we do i think everybody has all of the senses like i mentioned yeah it's just how you tune into things if you think about it it's like what is your favorite food you know what is your favorite tv show right when you start to think about that how we're all individuals it's kind of like that so you may have like your personality leans more way than one one way than the other like somebody that's more analytical might tune into claircognizance more, you know, that that may be their go-to because they're more in their thinking, right? If you're more of a feeler, like an empath, you might be more clairsentient. So you feel the energy more. I think you can develop all of them. It's just a matter of being open to it. And one of the things I noticed is for me, even if you tell yourself you can't do something, well, you won't be able to, <laughs> there is that. And that is very true with intuition and clair senses because once you say, I, I don't see spirits, I can't see spirits, I don't know how to see spirits. Once you do that, you're blocking it off and it's harder to break through the barrier a little bit. And I didn't see spirits at first. I just want to be clear on that, that I did not see spirits. That was not a norm. I didn't see spirits running around in my house or anything like that. Like it was not a visual thing for me at first. So it can be developed even if you don't have it. There's ways you can practice that too through meditation and breathing and like really connecting to the earth to get to where you're in the right frequency and, and vibration to actually connect to your senses better. Oh, wow. Well, I'm a really big believer in feeling um, a higher power, a spirit, whatever. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't know how to identify what it is, mm -hmm. but I know growing up, I definitely felt uh, a presence or like somebody was making sure I was okay and I could hear a voice every once in a while. And it slowly mm -hmm. dissipated as I got older. I don't have that sense, um, but there was definitely somebody watching out for me as I was growing up. I felt it. Yeah, I think there's times when you either have a presence stronger or you're just more, more open to it at that time for whatever reason, you just have that. I think kids do that a lot. They're a little bit more connected to their spiritual connection. They're like more in tune 
with angels and guides being around them. So they may see them more or talk, talk about them saying something to them. But we tend to close that down when we get to be adults because we're not as focused on it and we get busy with life. And then we, we just get away from our spiritual connection is what happens. Now, that doesn't mean it's not there if you're not hearing it all the time anymore. It may just be coming in a certain way. And then you may have it come back in again where they talk to you later on at a different point in your life when it needs to be more urgent. So it just depends on where you're at and how your guides want to work with you. Hmm. So, you know, I am a big believer. I have spent a lot of time with mediums, um, especially, you know, since losing Taylor, of course, I would probably even categorize myself as being somewhat obsessed probably that first year. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of money on mediums just because I, you know, I had never thought about the spiritual world until I lost him. And, you know, when losing him, there's so many questions that what I think for anybody losing someone, you start to question, you know, where are they? Um, are they here? And, and it really, um, for some of us opens up our mind to want to know that that's probably that that is the case and that there's more to than just being here on earth, that there's, you know, hopefully this um, spiritual world that they exist in. And so for me, working with mediums has helped me heal. Um, it's helped me to be more open to um, feeling him and communicating with him differently. But, you know, I, I want to say that in some of my experiences, some were not as good as others. And mm. so you know, how do we know other than, you know, being in that reading, you know, preparing for that, how do we know that we have an authentic medium um, versus someone that maybe is not? Well, I, one of the things to remember about mediums, there are people that are more psychic than medium. So they might get things that are more of a psychic energy around you and not necessarily connect to the spirit as much. So that does make a difference. They also do have their own biases and filters in place and everybody does. And so if they're not cleared of that, they may have something that comes in a certain way that maybe doesn't feel as authentic because it's coming from their thoughts and what they think it should be. So think about it that way. And the personality of the medium could change with the reading as well. That can affect how it comes across to you. So you kind of have to sense initially when you're talking to somebody if you're going to get a reading from them, like an example is, let's say you go to an event and there's a medium there and you hear them talk or you see them interact with other people. Do you feel drawn to them? Like, do you feel like their energy is a good energy that matches with you? Then maybe your loved one's trying to draw you towards them. And if it starts to feel kind of weird or if you get a weird reading like that, it's like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best opportunity to get that connection. There was something off with it. And I want to mention that if a spirit, like if you go to a medium or a psychic and the spirit wants to connect to you, they will if they really need to connect to you. But if they, if you go to somebody they don't like, it's not going to be real for them. They won't give the information to that psychic or medium. They will block them. Oh, wow. Because they're not helping you heal. They're not helping you get the right message. So they literally won't allow them to receive it. And it could be about anything. It's not even just spirit connections and communication. It could be just you getting information about your life. Like you could go to a psychic and that you might ask about relationships or jobs or something like that. And if they don't want you to get a reading from them and get 
information about what is on your path, they will not tell them anything. They'll give you a bunch of, they'll give a bunch of strange things that are very basic and not in the depth that you need to hear. So when you do get a reading that's a little more deep, that touches you more, you know, that reaches deeper into who you are, then you know that you're connecting to somebody they want you to talk to because they're allowing that and that person's allowing it, you know, the medium, the psychic, psychic is allowing it. They're open and free and they have the right energy. And then you're allowing it to, and it's kind of that collaboration there. So, you know, I, I know with most everyone that I've worked with, and I think, you know, most in mediums in general, the integrity that is there that you want to give an authentic reading, you really want to make sure that you've prevented yourself from having any question from your sitter that on the other side to wonder if you've you know, if you're providing information that maybe you could have found on Facebook or Google or all of those places now that make it so easy for us to find out information on people. And so Mm -hmm. I've worked with mediums that will, you know, um, be very specific. Don't say anything. Let me continue to talk or don't give me any information. Um, and, and, or, you know, we, I do bereaved mother retreats and Mm -hmm. we have a medium at our retreats every, every, retreat. And so the medium will say, make sure you have put me away from the mothers because I don't want them to think that I overheard something when I'm reading for them. And so I know that she's authentic. Um, So what do you say to those that the naysayers that are, you know, someone, you know, they could have found this information out. How, how do you make it to give them that assurance that it's, you know, you, you are getting the messages. Or do you even care what the naysayers think? (laughs) That's a hard one sometimes because I think mediums get different pieces of evidence at times. And one of the things I've always told myself, and I know it doesn't make sense to other people, but I don't really seek the evidence. I seek the connection. So for me, it's a little different. And I know everybody, like a lot of the mediums, they want to get certain pieces, like certain names or little things that for sure connect it to them. And sometimes I will get names or sometimes I will get that other piece. But the main thing is, am I connecting to them and bringing the message they want that person to hear? I really focus on that more. And so I would say if you're skeptical about it, just know that it is a little bit difficult for mediums to do this work. It's not always perfect. You know, it's not like every single time you open the door to the spirit world, they're just like, okay, here's the perfect reading. Like, it's not like that. You never know what's going to come through and you're kind of like waiting. Just imagine if you are doing improv or something and you're in front of a bunch of people and you have to come up with something. You're like, well, I hope it works this time. You know, that's how you feel sometimes. You're like, are they really going to give me something? And then it's funny because the minute I say that, I'm like, what am I saying? They're always there. They're always telling me stuff. And so when I did your reading, for instance, it was funny because at first I was like, I'm going to be all meditative and I'm going to just breathe for a while and see what happens. And then I just kept getting this thing in my ear that would not go away. (laughs) And I know when I get something like that, it's like immediately I have to start talking because it's definitely real. Like they're there and they're insistent that they have to talk. So I just listen to that and say, okay, what, what is it? What is the message? Where are we going with this? Because I don't want to lose that connection. And some mediums, you know, people are newer at it and sometimes they have more experience when they're connecting, like it's important to get a strong connection. 
So it's possible that sometimes either the spirit can't connect as strong for some reason or the medium maybe can't. And that happens. It's not always perfect. But there's also spirits that will come in stronger just because they have the, the ability to do that. They know how to use their energy or they just have that personality that they're going to make sure that they're at the front of the line. It's just like people in general on earth. If you think about personalities, how some people are like really, you know, out there and extroverted and other people are kind of like waiting for their turn or whatever. And so it's kind of like that with spirits too. Sometimes they just, they just push to the front of the line. Yeah. And that seems to happen uh, with Christy a lot. And with my husband, it seems to happen a lot with a family member that they just come right in and just, they want to be the first one. <laughs> well, and usually, you know, I, I get some validation usually right off the bat because the energy that they describe is, you know, exactly the energy that, you know, Taylor had here. And so I, I usually can be pretty validated right out the door with that. Cause he's pretty forceful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and I imagine he was very yeah. talkative. I do remember that. <laughs> yes. Well, and I imagine, I mean, it's no different than our, you know, those of us with our regular jobs that, I mean, you're, you can have a good day and you might have a bad day and maybe mm -hmm. you're not connecting. And I would imagine by the end of a reading, you're mentally exhausted because that's so much work to create that space and, and work with the energy. And I, I'm just assuming that that must be the case because it's got to be where you out at some point. Technically it should build you up rather than drain yeah. you. That's the typical thing. Now, if you were doing a lot of readings and a lot of connections, maybe that would be true. But usually what happens is the energy kind of fills you up because you're in a sense bringing in the light to channel that energy. So it's, it's filling your, your spirit up more. So it's not like you should be draining from that. If you are draining, it's probably because you're either doing too many of the readings or you're just not prepared that day physically for some reason, there's something off, but it shouldn't be doing that so much, I would say overall. Okay. And I think the readings, they can vary a lot depending on the person's preparation or how they're setting the readings up. And it's just a matter of practice. And, you know, you just practice over time to see what works to bring them in stronger and how you feel like is best for you to give the reading. Because some people might tune in more to visuals and they give more of that energy. Sometimes people get smells. Like I've seen mediums, we get a lot of different senses like that. Um, but one of the things I've always heard from other mediums that have been doing this for years and years and years is that if you are not giving a bad reading, you know, you're probably not even doing mediumship. Like everybody's going to have a bad day. That's just true. That's the, how it works It's with anything in life. So I, I think it's okay. What happens is when you do that, when you have a reading that maybe isn't perfect, or you're like, I could have done that differently. I wish I would have said that other thing or something. You just have to know that that's your learning experience too. You know, you're, you're learning how to be better, how to be a better healer, a medium, whatever you're working on. You're just learning your craft more. So I always take in information, like if I'm talking to somebody in an intuitive reading, a mediumship reading, I pay attention to what I'm saying, because what I'm saying is something maybe I need to hear. So always, I always look at that reflection, like, what is that? Maybe there's something I still need to learn about my journey. So I pay attention. I say, okay, I hear what you're saying. I need to go out and exercise. I need to eat certain foods. Okay. <laughs> and I just take their advice. I think that's well, great. Pam, I have a question for you too. So with our listeners and people who are listening and people who are maybe sitting on the fence of, we actually have a friend, Christy and I, who 
she just is a little nervous and just doesn't I'm always game like oh hey let's go get our cards read let's whatever mm -hmm. she's a little cautious and I think it scares her in a way that I and I'm not sure why but who should come and see you or uh, mainly you like what why would they come to see you what would be and what could you say to them to make them feel comfortable about doing it if they've never done it before well, I just first connect to the person and see what is it that they're seeking. You know, I don't want to force them to get something they don't want. And if they don't want a mediumship reading and they're not wanting to connect to spirits, we won't do that. I let them decide what they're seeking from it. So do they want to know something about their life path, you know, their purpose? Do they feel like they need a clearing of some kind? Do they want to do hypnosis? Are they open to kind of a mix of things? Do they want to talk to a certain spirit? You know, whatever it is they're looking for. I don't really want to make it any one particular thing. For me, it has to be coming from them directly. They have to be open to it. Like you said, some people are a little bit more closed off or unsure about it maybe because they've never experienced it before. But I think there's a way you can ease somebody into it if they're open to at least something. Like if they just want to do, okay, I want to do a little card reading or I just want to see if I can get an energy clearing or something like that. You can always start with those kinds of things. And then what I find is sometimes when I talk to people that are maybe a little more analytical and they're looking at it too hard and they're not in their heart space enough for it, I'll either have them do some breathing with me or I'll kind of ease them into it by doing a process of just first talking about things that are lighter and then slowly test the waters to see if I can bring in other pieces of information. And what happens is the spirit guides will adjust for that too. Like they'll bring in something they need to hear that kind of opens them up more. And then they go, oh, that's interesting that you mentioned that. And then it kind of allows them to be open to the next part. So it's just kind of starting where they're at. And you do this like in counseling and coaching, you do this too where you're mirroring the client, right? You're trying to like be in their tone of voice and all these kinds of things. So in readings, you're doing that too. You're kind of noticing where are they at? You're, you're noticing their facial expressions, their energy, you're feeling their energy. Are they open to this or not? You can also ask them, hey, how are you feeling? How did that connect to, you know, you just kind of stop and slow down within it and see where it's at to make sure they're okay or if they have questions and things like that. Okay. Okay, so... I'd love to hear a reading or experience that you've had that was significant that maybe you were like, okay, wow, that was profound. Can you think of one? There's been a lot of different ones, man. I have to write a book on that one. I think that would be great. <laughs> I think I should do that. Now that you mentioned that a yeah. lot of times I don't remember details and take notes and things like that. So it's hard for me to even reflect on some of the ones I've done several years ago. Um, but honestly, some of the ones I've had with people, I know that it's a hard thing to describe for me, but I've had ones with people that were friends and they had a loved one that wanted to come talk to them just out of the blue. So one of the experiences I had, because I do channel, so the, their energy will come through me to talk. And so at one point I was at a restaurant and I was sitting there having dinner and all of a sudden my friend's mother decided to come in my body more like be in my energy to where I was doing all her mannerisms and then talking like her. And I was like, this is so strange. What just happened? And I'm observing it from inside of myself a little bit. I can tell that I'm doing it. 
And then he's looking at me like, what's going on here? And it was very interesting. It was like such a surreal moment where I realized I can do so much more with this. Like there, there's ways that you can let them come into your space and you can give somebody a hug and you can get a hug from your loved one. You know, you can look right in their eyes and they can speak to you through the eyes. And so I, I those readings are just phenomenal. I'm like, I can't believe how easily they can come in and connect to us and do it at that level. I just think it's amazing. They can build their energy and kind of bring it into our, our dimension here on the planet earth, you know, where it's like a physical plane and they have to kind of morph their energy to fit in here a little bit. Wow. That reminds me of the movie. I know this is crazy, but going back to the movie ghost with Pat Patrick Swayze yeah. and yeah. do you remember that show, Christy? Yes, I, I just remember thinking, when he goes into Whoopi's body, you know, and does the, and it was just like, wow, what if that really could happen? So that's kind of, yeah. that's fascinating. Yes, it does really happen. And I, I've had it happen in different cases. Sometimes it happens with somebody I'm giving a reading to, but a lot of times it's happened in events I've done. So I'll be doing some kind of channeling, but then it'll get more intense and they'll literally like step more into my body and have me do certain things. My, I've had people tell me, this is very in interesting. But when you're doing more of a trans mediumship channeling type thing, my face will change. And people have told me that I look younger, that I look like I have a lot of makeup on. So it's interesting, like whoever the energy is that comes in, I'll start to like change my physical appearance, matching them a little bit. Wow. Well, and it's, an, it's a beautiful gift to give someone who's grieving and still has so many questions and you can walk away feeling a little bit lighter. Um, you know, with that said, it, it can be hard too. It's kind of bittersweet when you're going through the process, but I do think it's a beautiful gift. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, about your spiritual coach. I know you do, you offer, um, coaching. Mm -hmm. What is, what is, what is a spiritual coach and what are the benefits of that? Well, I have a psychology background, so I kind of started with that angle, and then I learned more about coaching, and I, I discovered that after I completed my psychology training that I couldn't see it from just the psychology part of things. I had already started to learn more about the connections to spirit, so I, I, I knew right away that I was going to have to do it differently. So for me, that is helping people to connect to their higher selves, you know, to connect to their spirit guides to know what their purpose is, like what is their path, their spiritual path, if they want to open up more to that, understand some of the things that are coming into them and know, like if they're changing, like sometimes I'll see people awaken all of a sudden and they want to all of a sudden change their career or start to follow a different angle of their business or whatever it is. And so I can come in and bring that spiritual connection there where we say, okay, what, it, what are they telling you to do right now? that would help you be more in alignment with your true self. So I see it more that way, kind of bringing the spiritual realm here and you know, bringing it into the psychological part of the path too. Like what are your beliefs? You know, I look at the energy around people. What are your beliefs and what's keeping you from doing things? What, what, are your, what is your fear? Like what, what is holding you back? I look a lot at that too. So it's like, I see it as a whole picture. I don't aim at just one specific thing. I look at it all together as one. Oh, I like that because I see on your website, you have soul mm -hmm. sessions. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Is that explain what soul sessions are? Well, I use that as a general term on my website for all my sessions, but 
the reason why I use that is I decided after I really went on this path for a while that no matter how I interact with somebody, regardless of what type of reading or session it is, I am tapping into their soul. I'm looking at them deeply within and I'm saying, okay, I see you. I see who you really are. And it's impossible for me to sit in front of somebody and not go that deep. I just have that ability to go past. I just kind of go past the filters and the surface level and the things that have happened to people in this world. And I just see directly who they are here, but in other lifetimes and other experiences and what maybe has hurt them emotionally, mentally, physically, and, and all of that. So I just, I just can't avoid that. That's just what I see. Oh, I love that. So that kind of segues us a little bit. Um, tell us about your book, The Seven Magical Steps of Activating Your Soul Abundance. That is a book that is on my website and you can download it for free. It's an ebook. And this is interesting story behind this. I wrote this based on waking up one night at 3.33 in the morning and like, you know, the whole 3.33 thing. And I all of a sudden had these lines that were going through my head, just different phrases. And I got my phone out and I wrote them all down and there was seven of them. And I didn't know what to do with it. So I just kind of set it aside and several months went by and didn't do anything with it. And then one day I decided I was going to write an ebook for my website because I thought that would be cool to give something away and, you know, just start to put something out there. And when I couldn't think of what to write, I remembered that I'd written those seven steps down. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, how brilliant. They already gave me the book. <laughs> So basically I sat down and I wrote the book over about a week. I just took all those steps and started to break them down into different components. And the way I see it is they kind of connect to the chakras a little bit too. And how we have like the structure of what is our foundation and our root chakra. And then we go all the way up to our higher self, right? So each of those steps is allowing you to be more of your true self and to release energy that's stuck and start to connect more to the abundance which is around you which is in your heart but sometimes you're just not allowing it to come in so it just kind of has you go a little deeper kind of like I talk about with the soul sessions it's like an individual thing you just you just download that ebook and you can work through it and see how you can do it within yourself and kind of see where that goes for you Oh, wow. I love that. I'm going to download it. That's amazing. But Pam, when we talked, when we did our session the mm -hmm. other day, did, do I remember it? I think you said you were writing a new book or you have a new book coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a book. Now I did write it a couple years ago. It's been a long journey, um, but it's now being birthed finally. Um, I am working with the publisher right now, so it's going to be coming out later in the year. And the name of the book is called Shine From Your Soul. And so it's based on my healing journey to like how to manipulate the energy better so you can increase more love in your life and have more positive energy flow through. It shows how our soul is where a lot of these things get kind of locked in. So the whole book is talking about your soul energy, but also your mindset and your beliefs as well that get into that energy. So it's a, it's kind of a both like a psychological and a spiritual journey very inspirational. The words were channeled pretty much. Um, I don't think I wrote it. I think my higher self wrote it. And there's a lot of exercises in the book that are practical, kind of like my ebooks. You can do hands-on things where you're just, you know, either writing something or doing a breathing session 
to help you work through some of the things that are in the book that are like developing your intuition or learning how to create more abundance, how to connect to a healing part of your soul and let go of things that maybe are stuck there for a long time from relationships or things that you, you didn't like in your life, trauma, things like that. So it just goes through a whole process, start to finish. And it's like, it's like, it just starts you off as kind of like a story of yourself. So you just barely start at the beginning, kind of like, okay, who, I, who am I? And then at the end, you, it's the ideas that you have the full story of who you are and how you can heal. And you, and you should have that strength by the time you get to the end of the book. Oh, well, I love the title of the book. I'm excited about that. We're going to have to stay in touch so we know when that is released. And we can promote it. It's amazing how many times I've heard that where someone has written a book or written a song um, mm -hmm. that the words came from somewhere and they felt like yeah. situations where out of nowhere they were just writing and then they put it on paper and they didn't even know where that's yeah that's exactly what happened the same thing happened with this book as well i was sitting outside journaling and i was knew i wanted to write a book but i couldn't figure out what to write and just one day i started scribbling down some words and then i put it aside thinking oh that's not anything and so i started to try to write another book that was a completely different subject and that didn't go very well. It's like, I wrote a page and I'm like, okay, this is definitely not connecting to me. I don't think this is the book. And then finally one day I said, what is that thing I wrote down? Let me go look at that. And that actually is the beginning of the book. So that's how it started. And I would just write maybe like a paragraph or two at a time. So it wasn't a lot. It just kind of gradually came to me. I would meditate. And then I would try to connect to spirit to see what do they want me to talk about here? What is the topic? What are some symbology things they can give me like little images and stuff like that. So I can put those images into the book. So it's not just words. It's like you can visualize the experience more. That's amazing. Oh, wow. I love that. Well, we really enjoyed our reading the other day. Um, it was really fun to, I mean, I thought you were great. Um, I know, Christy was um, moved. Um, it started off really, um, really beautifully, but we really enjoyed it. It was uh, makes me want to come back and see you again and uh, learn more about what's going on. I mean, there's so many things yeah. you, you talked about talking about just when you're on growth, you know, looking at your growth and where you're going. And sometimes you just need confirmation or to talk to somebody um anyway there's so many topics i've got it it's kind of going in my head a million miles an hour well and just really kind of you know making sure you're on the same the the, the right not the right path but that you're getting a little bit of validation so sometimes i think it helps to kind of mm -hmm. you know talk that through and and hear from someone else that um what you're doing you know and maybe some ideas on what you could be doing so that was awesome um, so I want to kind of wrap up a little bit and, and see what your thoughts are on this, Pam. Mm -hmm. Tell us, you know, kind of tell us what our listeners need to know about you and being open to spirit guides or angels. What should they know about you and, and, and how can they be open to that? Um, well, just know that we're all the same. We're all one connected soul. You know, we all have the abilities, the gifts to do different things that are on the spiritual path or whatever path that you choose to be in your creative energy. So I want everyone to think of it like I'm no different than you. I just chose this because I felt like this is where I needed to go in my life, but we can all do these kinds of things where at least 
we're being open to healing. At least we're being open to connecting to people that are around us, even on the earth and not just on the other side, because we're all spirits, right? So being open to that and knowing that no matter what you go through, you can heal from it. You can find a way to move through it and ask for help from your friends, you know, from your family, from healers around you, from your spirit guides, your angels, ask them to come in to help because that is going to guide you and get you where you need to go. And I know that I went through a very long process of healing where I felt a lot of emotional energy being released and it was very difficult at times. It was a lot of times that I think I had a lot of tears. It was just a very strong release. But over time it changed, you know, I began to find more of that joy again. I felt like I can laugh again. I found, I found myself, like I don't think I knew who I was before that. So I want everybody to know that you can get to that place no matter what you've been through. And I know we all go through different experiences that are challenging or through moments of grief in different ways, but you're not alone. You're not alone because we're all connected and we can all help each other. And your spirit guides are trying to help you in whatever way they can, they will bring you messages and signs to show you where to go to receive that healing. Thank you. Now we are going to share your website and your social media handles in our um, notes and on our website, but I'd love for you to just kind of mm -hmm. really quickly tell us your website, what's your main platform for social media. Okay. Um, my website is pambarsh.com. That's with an O by the way. And I have an Instagram and Facebook account that you can check out. I do post a lot of positive messages on Instagram and Facebook. I have a group called shine from your soul, spiritual empowerment. So that's something that I just created and I've been doing Friday night, Facebook lives at 8 PM central. So you can always check that out where I've been bringing a lot of spirits through. They give us messages, talk about energy. It's really fun. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Shine From Your Soul. There you go. There's more videos, audios, meditations, all kinds of cool things. There's going to be a lot more that's coming out. And I have a lot more books that I'll be writing in the future. But just check them all out because there's so many things on there. You can ask me questions, send a message to me, email me. I'm open. Awesome. Oh, I love that. And before we let her go, Christy, I have a question. So this is our second time in being uh, with Pam, even though this is not a reading. Is there anything coming through that Christy and I need to know? <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom, <laughs> any thought or anything we need to be aware Take of? Take a minute, channel. Yeah, no, I, don't need, I don't need a minute. <laughs> um, well, they're kind of laughing at y'all because they're like, um, y'all do know what you need to do. But they're also saying you got it's kind of like you got this girl kind of thing. You got this. So you're already in the right place of where you need to be. And they're saying the support's already there. So it's just continue on with what you're doing. Keep growing it because they said you have what you need already. Your energy of who you are, your the way you connect to each other and other people. It's just going to continue to grow more. So they just want to let you know that you're already there. You already have the power to do it. Oh, well, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for being with us. We yeah. are so excited to launch this and we will keep you posted so that you have it to share as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Pam.
Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment.